It is our privilege to welcome this morning uh, Pastor Mitko and his wife, Albana. So, Pastor Mitko, why don't you come? We're excited this morning to have you guys. Why don't you welcome them this morning? <laughs> wow. Good morning, precious people. We're so excited to see our new friends and uh, we've been close to your pastors maybe for at least 10 years. Yeah, and we were so privileged to be around them in New Orleans and uh, when they moved to this place, uh, we told that w we don't want to cut the connection and the friendship, so we asked, is it possible to come and visit you? And they opened their hearts for us, so we are so privileged and so honored to be here this morning and uh, to participate what God is doing. He has definitely great plans and great things to do with your church, with your region, and with your nation. Amen? Now, I have heard many, many people uh, uh, telling me uh, God has turned his back on the United States because of some and some and some reasons. Okay, but that's not true. God is never turning his back. God is never, especially to your nation, he won't turn his back. I know a lot of bad things going on, but when we screw it up, Jesus is always perfect. Jesus is always righteous. We depend on his holiness, on his righteousness. And the Bible is giving us a great promise that he's coming for a church without spot, without wrinkle, holy and glorious. And another thing, Jesus promised that on this rock I will build my church. He has the responsibility for us. He will take good care. There is hope. There is future. The thoughts he's thinking about us are thoughts for good, not for bad, to give us hope and future. Amen. Praise God. I'm so excited for 2015, and I really know God's going to do great things. I'm originally from Bulgaria, and we travel like six months in your nation. We are privileged to be able to do this, and we do some mission works in Turkey, in our country, amongst the gypsies. just wanted to tell you that, uh, praise God, uh, I was saved during the communism. In a miraculous way, Bulgaria, our small country, have been devastated uh, for at least 45 years uh, from communism and atheism. So there was no any option for me to hear the gospel, to read the Bible, to visit evangelical church because the official religion is Greek Orthodox, very conservative, very religious, and it didn't work. And when I was young, I was struggling with emptiness on the inside. Uh, I was uh, asking myself questions about the meaning of life and all kind of things like that. And uh, in my struggle, someone told me that there is a book which is called the Bible. And in the Bible is written about the meaning of life, the end of the world, how everything was created. And I was excited to find the Bible and to, to, to see what is written in it. But there was no, no, any opportunity like that. The communists burned the evangelical churches. They put the pastors in the prison camps and, and also burned all the Bibles. So miraculously, God provided the Bible for me. I went to help an old lady. She, was, she used to live in, in another city. And for some reasons, 
I met with that lady. She was a far relative of our family. And she invited me to help her to renovate her house. And I went there. And uh, uh, it, it took me like a few hours to, to, to paint the, the living room and to put wallpapers. And during the lunchtime, I went in the kitchen and sat on the table to eat my lunch. And uh, right beside me, beneath the window, I saw a huge brown book. And I was interested, what is this book like? Let me, let me take it and see it. And I opened it, and I saw the title, Holy Scriptures, the Bible. And it was written in kind of a, a little old Bulgarian, but still very well readable. And uh, the lady came in the kitchen, and she saw me staring at the book. And she said, oh, you're holding my old Bible. I used to go to a Pentecostal church when I was young. And uh, then the communists took power, they, they burned the Bibles, but I was able to keep this with me all these years. Now, I'm too old to read it. If you want it, you can have it. Wow. Oh, hallelujah. I grabbed that precious treasure, went back to my home, and started reading from the first page. And I read, in the beginning, God created heavens and earth, and I realized I found the, the, the person responsible for my existence and everything around me. And that's how my, my Christian life started. Lately, I participated in the underground church in a miraculous way again. And I became a minister. Then the communist was blown away. And uh, we were able to uh, start uh, ministering uh, freely in our nation and still do this, praise God. So just want to give thanks to the Lord. But... I just wanted to encourage you, uh, like I would say, uh, the influence of your nation is very important, is very vast and great all around the world. So I just want to encourage you, you're important, you're precious, and the job and everything you're involved in the kingdom of God affects the whole world. Yeah. Don't listen to the news. Continue to read your Bible and listen to the Holy Spirit, okay? The news won't encourage you. The news won't tell you the truth. The news is all about gloom and doom and the Islamic nation taking possession over the world. That's not the end. That's not the end. The end is, let me tell you the biblical end. The end is this gospel would be preached to the whole world, to the, every nation. If God was able to do it with communism, and it's just blown away, still lingering a little bit, but, you know, he is able and very well able to do it with Islam too. I believe that. I really believe. Now think about this, talking about terrorism. You know, one blow from God can put that terrorism in the dust. Remember what happened with Paul on the way to Damascus. Paul was breathing, you know, terrorism. It was his DNA. He was killing, destroying what? Christians and churches. That was his agenda. That, that was his intention. And on the road to Damascus, the glory of God, you know, shone upon him. And just his life was totally changed and converted into something else. He became the greatest apostle of the Gentiles. You see the power, the converting power of our God. We, we minister with me and my wife in the Islamic nations, especially in Turkey. And uh, now refugees are flooding Turkey and coming, uh, escaping the, the, the regimes in, in Iraq, Iran, and Syria, and these countries. And they're bringing testimonies. And we can hear firsthand witnessing 
about the power of God, how many people are constantly seeing visions and dreams of Jesus Christ. Although they don't understand who is this person, so finally they go uh, to, to, to Christians because Muslim people cannot answer that question. So they go to the Christians and we see, we see a person who looks like your, your Jesus. Tell us, he's telling me this and that, what it means. Hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of testimonies. Now, I was a little bit surprised because all of my life I've been told that uh, Jesus is not... Uh, uh, evangelizing angel is not bringing a gospel we are responsible for that which is absolutely true but then I asked the Lord I was like Lord why are you you appearing to these people why are you manifesting in that way isn't this our personal job and he said why not I'm alive I'm living I'm living in a life and then he asked me a question have you ever heard Mohammed appearing to a Muslim and I said no and see of course he's dead and I'm alive, why not? And the New Testament say, says that the one who loves me, I will manifest, I will reveal myself to him. You know, so this, this power in the, 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 how to say, in the gospel, uh, but also uh, Jesus, Jesus, nothing is preventing him. And he was the one who appeared to to Paul. It wasn't a church activity, evangelical meeting, angel, or whatever. It was personally Jesus who appeared to that terrorist. So I really believe God can do more for the next coming days and years, you know, with these people. There is hope. Praise God. I want to just let you one more thing. Uh, I know the, the most uh, evangelized uh, or Christianized countries in the world, South Korea, Nigeria, you know, it's not the United States like percentage, per percentage, but I wanted to encourage you. Let me tell you, I have never sung in my Christian life a Chinese song, Nigerian song, or South Korean songs. Okay, all the songs we have sung were songs like we, we sang this morning. I mean, I'm talking about influence. You know, Bulgaria, some, some of you, they don't know where is Bulgaria. It's a small country devastated by communism, used to be. But you see, we have sung your songs and whatever happened in your nation, God gave it, I mean, he started it here. Now, now, let me remind you something. Azusa Street didn't start in South Korea. Azusa Street didn't start in Nigeria. Azusa Street, I mean, it was God's intention to give you this source of revival, this open portal and door right into this country. If he was able to start it, I mean, he is very well able to perfect it and to bring it to perfection and to continue in it. Why not? Why not? I just cling to him and, and, and just hold on to him. And I really believe God's going to use your nation still in a great way. So many vast revivals taking place in this land and all of them, you know, affecting the whole world. A Ukrainian guy who was influenced by Azusa Street revival was sent back to, to, to his country to bring this revival to his country and to present it, whatever God was doing here. So on the way to Ukraine, he came to our country to take a ship and go to Ukraine through crossing Black Sea. 1912, okay. 
Now listen, a huge sea storm arose and kept this guy for three months. That was very unusual. Kept him in Bulgaria. He wasn't able to leave our country. So while waiting, he decided to start sharing what God was doing in Azusa. That's how our country was affected by the charismatic movement and, and, and it spread all over the country. You see, it started here through Ukrainian guy. Bulgaria was not even on his list, but it was on God's list. I just wanted to thank you, your, your forefathers and the roots you have still have a great influence and I wanted to thank you like a foreigner you know thank you for all the blessings you have spread all the money you have given all the spiritual support and all the faith you have just uh, releasing all these decades you know praise God thank you Jesus hallelujah okay um, I want to share a message uh, with you uh, this morning about the river of God now uh, it's a term, biblical terminology, okay? Because from the very beginning, when God created that glorious realm for, 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 uh, for man uh, in the face of the Garden of Eden, the Bible starts uh, telling us about a river that a source supply was given to, to that place. And then when you read the Bible, uh, you, you, go, you go through all the, all the books and you see that th this river is constantly uh, being presented, you know, to the nation uh, of Israel in the, in the prophets, like Ezekiel is talking about the river, the Psalms are talking about the river. Uh, um, God opened a rock, he, he, he split a rock in the desert and the river flew out and all of them drank from that river. And Paul is talking in the New Testament that it is a representation of Jesus Christ, you know, wounded on the cross for us and giving his life for us. So the rivers of life in the face of the Holy Spirit might flow out and affect our personal lives. Then Jesus personally promised that uh, for those who believe in him rivers of life shall flow out of their belly and now finally uh, at the end of, of the bible the end of the book you know you you read the book of revelation and again we see that river is presented okay that it flows in the midst of god's streets you know in the in the midst of the streets of his city that's very unique. So we see it's a biblical sign. It's a biblical terminology. It, is, it, is, it has such a strong influence and presence. So I really believe we still have that influence available today for us. So God, God spoke to my heart with the river of Eden. And he, he, he revealed something specific to me through, through that story. Now let me read. I'm going to read from uh, Genesis in chapter 2, uh, from verse 10, it speaks about the river which God made to flow in Eden. A stream flowed in Eden and watered the garden. Beyond Eden, it divided into four rivers. And then the names of the rivers are given. I'm not going to try to make it because it's a great challenge even on Bulgarian. But uh, listen, the first river 
The first river uh, which flew out of that main stream uh, says pure gold is found there and also rare perfume which is sweet scented resin and precious stones also. So the, the Bible is telling us that from the main stream, from the main river which flew out of Eden, the water and the source was so powerful, so rich and abundant that uh, it had the potential to divide into four more rivers and heads and to reach more regions and to spread all over the land. Which means what was found in the face of the river in Eden uh, uh, was, was able to, to reach out, to spread into more places and to affect more regions. Okay? And now it's very interesting that the Bible says that this river brought on the surface of that land, you know, something which was hidden in the heart of earth. And uh, it was precious, very pure, very pure and precious gold and also precious stones and uh, 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 aromatic resin, you know, was found on the surface of that land. So if you follow the river, if you get close to the river, what would the influence and the results be? You would be enriched and you would be influenced and you would be affected in a tremendous way. And it is not about you and it's not coming out of you. It's all given to you and presented to you in the face of that river. So God spoke to my heart because this river is not just material, material thing, you know. Uh, this river is a type and shadow. This river has, has a message. It is, it is a picture of, of, of the source we have today in the face of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, is uh, 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 compared to, to, to streams of living waters. And God spoke to my heart that in the same way that river in Eden had the potential to multiply, to overflow, to reach further and to reach more. In the same way, in the face of the Holy Spirit, we have this spiritual uh, abundance of life because the life God wants to give you, he, he marked it with that abundance. He said, I want, to, I want you to have life and I want that life to be abundant. So whatever, you know, we, we start with, uh, like being born again, like being converted and Christians, this river starts flowing into our inner parts in the face of the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, it won't stay stagnant. It won't stay like a plateau. The intention of that river is so vast, so huge that it's going to multiply. It's going to affect every area of your life. Going to invade it, swallow it up. And also it's going to start overflowing out of your life, reaching more regions, people, and areas all around you. And it is all in the face of the power of the living waters of the Holy Spirit. And it is a great message, not, not because uh, of the sermon. It is a great message of encouragement for all of us. For that what God has started in us, it is, it is compared to a seed which grows and, and, and constantly uh, increases in, in, in our lives. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. Now, now think about this. How, how was possible, how was possible for this river to, to, to spread Precious gold to spread all around this uh, uh, 
aromatic resin, you know, and, and, and precious stones. Now, you know that all the riches on earth are stored in the heart of earth, deep down, buried, okay? So, every river comes on the surface of, of, of the land, but first it, it rushes and, and, and goes through the heart of earth, you know, m mysterious ways we, we don't know, we don't understand. But, uh, you know, scientists and geologists have discovered a huge amount of water flowing, you know, beneath the surface of, of our uh, land. And we know that they go through places we don't know. And you know very well that in some places around mountains and some places in the heart of earth, dear uh, uh, nuggets of gold, nuggets and, and storehouses of precious stones. That's how people, they go, they, they make a mine, they go dig holes to reach down deep and to work hard. And you know, it's one of the most dirty and exhausting works to be a miner, to, to work in a places like that. Now, this thing, this speaks about the, the human efforts. This speaks about the flesh. This speaks about sweating and getting buried deep down in the dirt. But you know, Jesus was buried in the heart of earth. And that's what the Bible is telling, telling us in the New Testament, that he went deep down for us on our behalf. He was buried and he went in places deeper you know, than the surface, and then he rose again, you know, and he was, he was lifted up. So we don't have to go deep anymore. He went for us. We don't have to go deep to, to, to be buried and to work and to sweat with the curse of Adam in the face of the Holy Spirit given to us. He is taking what is in Jesus stored and representing it and, and releasing it to us. And now listen, think about the rivers, of, of uh, the streams of the natural rivers. They go beneath the, surf, the surface of the land, of, of, of earth. And in the moment they reach a place which is rich on uh, gold or precious stones, diamonds, whatever is found, the streams are so powerful, they, they, will, uh, they, will break small, they will break small pieces. Think about uh, California and the golden fever. You know, people, where, where people would go? Close to the streams, close to the rivers, because these streams are bringing what is hidden deep inside on the surface of the land. And if we go close to, to the places where, where the, 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 the Holy Spirit is flowing and streaming out, like churches, like revival meetings, like whatever God has for now to, 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 to release, you know, for, for this season, we would be affected with that preciousness. We would be affected with that wealth. Now, I'm not talking about material things, okay? Although precious stones are used and they're okay and gold and we like jewels and all kind of things like that. But this is the thing. Yeah, you like. You like this. Not me. <laughs> now, listen. There is something very interesting. Do you know what Eden means? On, on, on English, because it is a Hebrew name. Eden means delight and pleasures. 
Okay, delight and pleasure. Actually, this garden, this, this realm created for Adam and Eve was called by God a realm of pleasures and delight. Why? Because they delighted in Him. They had the pleasure to meet and communicate with Him on a daily basis. Man was walking with God and everything was perfect. Everything was good. So, like a type and shadow, you see the, that river, that first river flew out of a place called Eden. Eden means pleasures and delights. And then if we go to, to, to the Psalms, let me see. Um, Let me see which one. Thirty-six verse eight. Thirty-six verse eight of Psalms. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. I will repeat this. This is in the Psalms. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights, God's delights. Now, if you go, if you have a concordance and you go and check the word used in the Psalms, actually it is the same Hebrew word used for the Garden of Eden. It is again the same word, Eden, one and the same thing. So for me, this garden, this place from which the river flew out speaks about God's delights. You know, of whatever is found in his heart. A river is flowing out of that realm and sphere and bringing and, and, and reaching, actually affecting every region the river uh, uh, splits and, 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 and affects. And what is God's delight today? Because whatever is found deep into his heart, like whatever this material river was bringing from the heart of earth, today the rivers of the Holy Spirit are bringing to us and delivering whatever is found in the heart of our Heavenly Father and in whatever He delights. Now, Jesus and the New Testament speaks that, first of all, He delights to give us the kingdom. Yeah. He delights... Whenever the Holy Spirit affects your life, you found this precious gold. You found on the, service, on the surface of your life this precious aroma. You find these precious stones which are found, nuggets from the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Because he says, my kingdom doesn't consist in words, but in power. In love, in grace, in blessings, in joy. The kingdom of, uh, of God consists of what? Peace, righteousness, and joy. You see, this is our treasure. This is what we are enriched with. We possess joy. We possess heavenly righteousness found in the face of Jesus. We possess peace beyond understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Then, the, the, in other words, he, he, his delight is not only to give you the kingdom. His delight is to give you his son uh, like a sacrifice for you, to give you the Holy Spirit, to give you destiny, to, give you, uh, uh, to make you a new creation. All of the things he has promised, it is his delight. He delights in you. His love rejoices with you on a daily basis. He doesn't see anything. In you, which is preventing him to kiss you, to hug you, and to lift you up like his son and daughter. 
if he was able to do it with the prodigal son, if he was able to give the prodigal son the best of the house, why not for you? Because this story actually speaks about us, the Gentiles. You know, Israel was the, the elder brother, always with the Lord and always used by God and always, uh, you know, working with him. The Gentiles, uh, you know, right at the beginning, they, 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 took, they took the inheritance and they left. But, but, you know, being with the pigs is not good. We realize that. And we went back to seek him and to fight him. And you know what? He embraced us. I know the Jewish people at the beginning, they were not pleased with that, just like the elder brother. But think about, uh, think about the, the prodigal son. When he came to his father, he gave him the best of what was found in the house. The fattened calf, the first robe, which was the robe of the father. That was not best in quality. That was, that was best in rank. If you don't know this, the Greek word is tola. Stola is a garment for kings, is a garment for used by the head of the house, representing his authority, his rank, his moral stature and power he possessed in the society. It was not just new clothes in a good quality, it was first in rank. Actually, the garment of the very father was brought out and his son was, you know, clothed. And the garment was put on him. He restored him positionally and morally also. You see, what a beautiful picture. And the father really delighted in that. And then they, they started, you know, dancing and feasting because his son has come back and he was rejoicing here. And it was his delight. Praise God. You see, out of the delight of the father's heart, a river, a stream is flowing, reaching our lives. Where is the gold? Where are the precious stones? Where is the sweet aroma? Where is the abundance? Where is the beauty? Where is the glory? Where is the excitement? People left their possessions, their houses. They went, they died during that golden fever, you know, and went to the mountains, difficult places, you know. Even Charlie Chaplin made a movie, you know, so funny about that. Yeah, it spread all over like a woo. Uh, people freaking out about that. And today, so much more available in the face of that river. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes. Now, I, I want to assure you that nothing will prevent that river to flow and to multiply. In the same way in the Garden of Eden, the potential in, and the power found in that river was so powerful that nothing prevented, like no dry land, no mountains. You know what is interesting about the river? Every time the river would face a challenge like a barrier, like a limit, high place, mountain, you know, it doesn't stop. It just go around, circle it, and continues to flow. Sorry about that lofty high place. I will go and find the low places. That's where the river flows. And it's a great picture that today, those who don't have anything and those who are not affected, they're just too, too lofty, 
too high in their minds and understandings. And you know, if you are not empty, if you are not ready, if you don't come to the Lord, like, fill me up. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I'm made for you, not for my personal understandings, intentions, and whatever we are focused on. You know, man is made for God mainly. And he, of course, will give us everything required for life and godliness. But our purpose is not to live for, 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 for godliness and, and, and things required for life. No, not the godliness. I mean things required for life. Like so people being totally, you know, uh, consumed by that. You know, I'm coming from a small country. It's a very small country. And every time I come to the United States, been so many times, still blown away. Like uh, December, I went to, to Best Buy. Haven't been there for six, seven months, you know. My, my wife's computer broke out. I had to buy something. Went there, and I was like, whoa, these screens they make, you know. <laughs> they're getting bigger, but slimmer. You know, that's a, uh, I mean, it would be good to have that option in the flesh, to eat more and get slimmer, but it doesn't work like that, okay? <laughs> but they make that with the phones, they make that today with the, the, the TVs, plus they're getting smarter and smarter, brighter and brighter, cleaner and cleaner, and we're totally blown away to see the, 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 the channels they're, uh, you know, uh, projecting, like uh, National Geography, things like that. It's so crispy, it's so vivid, you know, the picture. I was blown away. Uh, he haven't been there for a long time. And then the Lord spoke to me, and he said, uh, the people in the world are expecting that March, April 2015, uh, the all-new Samsung Galaxy smartphone, iPhone, whatever is coming out, it's going to be better, it's going to be bigger, smarter, thinner. Like everything is improving and it's getting better. Amen? Yeah. The cars too. The all-new Ford, this and that, you know. Uh, uh, and, and everything is getting bigger and better and wider. And, th and then the Lord spoke to me. Why my people are not expecting that my glory, my power, my presence, my love, and my grace going to be bigger. It's going to be greater. And the Holy Spirit would give you more revelations and more knowledge about me. Why not? Why the world is advancing? Why the church would stay stagnant still? The river is flowing. The river is flowing. Nothing can prevent that river from, from flowing, from moving and bringing renewal and newness of life and whatever is found in the heart of the father whatever he delights with and in is going to be presented and brought on the surface of our lives for those who are in a low places low i mean you know with 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 the the the, the mentality of, of, of man with, with our understanding whatever you know if we go low the river naturally will flood your life yeah. naturally the river is always looking for empty hands for empty heads and for in the good way in the good way we don't appreciate empty heads only for the Lord only for the Lord amen, amen. just kidding but this is the message this is the message of the Bible you know the widow's oil flew how long until there were empty vessels available? 
In the moment she asked for another vessel and her son said, you know the story from the Old Testament, Elisha blessing a widow with a huge amount of oil supplying her house. In the moment she said, give me another vessel and the, vessel, and, and, and the son said, there are no more vessels. Everything is full. The Bible says the oil ceased. God is not wasting his time. God's not going to waste his time with people who don't care about him. But he will delight. He will delight to come and give you everything he has. Gold, precious stones, sweet aromas. The sweet aroma of Jesus' salvation, you know, an aroma of salvation. Whatever is found in the face of our precious Savior, you know. Everything God wants you to be presented and to enrich you. Deeply. Deeply. One more verse and... I'm ready to close. You visit, this is Psalm 65. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. Do you believe that? The river of God, listen to this, is full of water. You provide day grain for so you have prepared. I love this verse. It says, the river of God is full of water. What do we need? We need empty spaces. Make room. Make room. You know, there was a river promised to come in the desert. Two kings went to make war. And they found themselves caught in the desert, dying from thirst. So they, 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 they called for a prophet. And I think it was Elisha. Elisha came to that place. He wasn't pleased with one of the kings, but he really enjoyed the other one. So on his, in his favor, you know, he prophesied that tomorrow morning a river will come right at the place where you are positioned. And then he said, now listen to this. This is the requirement. The river would be full of water, but you have to make ditches and make holes to, to, to contain it. Isn't that a great message? I mean, a great lesson for us. There's so much in the face of the Holy Spirit. Our, our God is so vast, so rich, you know, so, so wealthy with all the blessings, spiritual blessings Paul is talking about in the book of Ephesians. What is, what is the need today? The need today is to make room, to make ditches. Get that dirt out, you know, make a hole so you may contain for the, the, the specific season, for the present season, you may, you may contain and hold as much as you want, as much as you can. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we are still at the threshold of the beginning of this year. We declare that your river is mighty and very, very potential to bring all the riches of your glory into our lives. We declare we are open. We will stay open for more because we know greater things are yet to come of what we have already seen. We know I has not seen, he has not heard, and never came to man's heart what you have prepared for those who love you. We are these people. We love you. Give us the unexpected things and the new things in the face of Jesus Christ and his glory. Amen and amen.